Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Every week we tell the stories of Harvest Baptist Church, often by featuring interviews with special guests. Our mission is to help people develop a heart for God. If you join us this Sunday morning for our worship service at 10.30 a.m., it'll be the second portion of our study on discipleship, God's plan for the 21st century. Pastor Gary Walton, welcome today to Harvest Time. Thank you, Chris. Uh, We're looking forward to this Sunday continuing a discussion that we began uh, last Sunday uh, from the text in Matthew 28 that we often call the Great Commission. The primary purpose, the primary mission for every Christian is defined for us in Matthew chapter 28, and uh, and it's this whole idea of uh, discipleship, and we've been talking about that together as a church. I've been thinking about it as you're at the early part of your ministry here at Harvest. You've really been setting out a lot of the priorities, some of the main things that you'll want to focus on. A lot of them are, are not too different than what we've already been focusing focusing on, but this emphasis on discipleship, explain that a little bit. Well, I think the Bible's very clear that uh, our primary responsibility as a church, if we were to narrow it down to one thing, would be based on Matthew 28. We are called to be a disciple-making church, and so uh, we're trying to communicate that in a way that just defines clearly what the Bible has to say about these things. Last week, uh, we really spent some time just teaching on, on what the text says and trying to define that clearly. In some ways, we're going to follow that up this Sunday with sort of the second part of the same message. The teaching was done last week, and we're going to try to apply it as practically and as personally as we can to our, our own individual lives as believers, but also uh, to our ministry here at Harvest and what we're defined to be as a church. And really, this fits in well with our interview today with special guests Reed and Heather Olson, uh, because they're involved in discipleship and missions. So let's talk about that. Yeah, in fact, uh, we'll talk with Reed about this here in a minute. He was talking to our congregation in our Wednesday night service, the church family that had gathered there, about his own personal burden for discipleship. Uh, You know, one of the things that I've seen, that we see happen every once in a while, um, we hear stories uh, about children that are abandoned by their parents. Uh, every time we hear a story like that, it comes up on the news or we see it in the newspaper. It just breaks our heart. How could anybody leave a child uh, abandoned in any type of a situation? And, and we don't know any of the backgrounds or stories, but it's heartbreaking for us to experience that. Over the years, as I've uh, talked with a lot of different Christians, Um, I've heard a similar kind of story come from some Christians that I've talked to. They tell their spiritual story of when they uh, came to become a believer, they accepted Christ's forgiveness for their sins and were adopted into God's family. Uh, But for any number of reasons, uh, I've had several people tell me it felt like I became a part of God's family, but I had no idea what to do next. I didn't know what the next steps were. Um, I didn't. I knew that Christians were supposed to grow in their relationship with God and their understanding of the scriptures, but it really felt like I was left by myself to figure it out on my own. And uh, I've often thought that in some ways uh, the church 
uh, us personally, we've failed new believers in a similar way that sometimes people have abandoned babies. Um, so we're burdened as a church at Harvest that we would never be like that. That If God could help us, we would like to be the kind of a church family where God would be pleased to send his spiritual babies, knowing that when he placed them in our church family, that there would be a whole a family of people that would come alongside them and help them step by step through uh, the challenges that are part of the spiritual walk and and also the victories, that we'd walk beside them and help them along in, in the path that God's called us to as Christians. And so that's really the main theme that we're going to talk about this Sunday. It's the fulfillment of the teaching of what God's called us to do as disciple makers and as a church. Well, that'll be at uh, 1030 a.m. Sunday morning, so we'd really be happy to have you join us. Yeah, very much so. And we've been really grateful to have a part and uh, be able to get to know Reed and Heather Olson. Reed and Heather, thank you for being with us today uh, on our radio station. We're looking forward to talking with you a little bit about your ministry in Palau. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, you told me that you've been married for a few years. How, how many <laughs> years, how many kids do you have? Tell us their names. Let us get to know your family a little bit. Yeah, seven years. I got to get that right because... Yep. Heather's looking at me. So, <laughs> seven years, uh, just at November 26th. So, uh, we have two kids now. Eliana is four, and Landon is is one. So they keep us busy. Um, it's it's been interesting moving to a different country, a different place with with young children. But they've a lot of times I think have done better than we have uh, adjusting to culture. They jump right in. They they love running around, catching weird animals, doing stuff <laughs> like that. So it's been fun to see them uh, as they've been in Palau. Where did you guys grow up? So if you've just moved to Palau, uh, you know how did you get there? Tell us a little bit about where you grew up, and then I'll ask you about some of your burdens that propelled you out that direction. Um, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and actually... Um, John Zimmer, John and Jamie Zimmer, who are in Palau as missionaries, have been there for uh, almost 13 years, I think. Um, they, he was my youth pastor growing up, so they really invested a lot in me. And when they came out to Palau, um, we actually came out as a family to visit them. And I spent a summer with them after I finished college. So that I think is that's where it really started my burden for Palau is when I spent that time out there with them. And Reed, you're from where? I grew up in Denver, Colorado uh, for most of my childhood, and then we moved up when I was in high school up to the the frozen north of Wisconsin. (laughs) Uh, And that's kind of how Heather and I got connected. And uh, not long after we were married, uh, she said, hey, I I want you to come out to Palau with me and, and see this place. And I had met the Zimmers before and heard a lot about Palau. Um, about a year after our, we got married, we took a trip out there for two weeks. And so that's kind of how I, I first heard about Palau, first, first got out there and saw it. So how would, you know, a young couple just starting their family, you know, from Colorado and Wisconsin, what would drive you or propel you to take your young family out, you know, to the island of Palau? What are you there for? What's the, what's the purpose of that? Well, to get away from the, the snow, I guess. <laughs> a lot of people say that, but I actually, that's one thing I miss probably the most is the snow. Yeah. Uh, but we, we felt God, uh, both of us, before we knew each other from a young age, 
felt that God was calling us into missions, and we didn't know what exactly that would look like, where that would take us. Uh, but even before we were married, we sat down, and that was kind of one of the, the conditions of marriage was that you have to be willing to, to go wherever God calls mm-hmm. us, and that could be somewhere remote, and it doesn't get much more remote than a little island in the middle of the Pacific. Um, but we really felt God pulling us uh, to be a part of, of ministry overseas somewhere. And, and because we had that connection with, with Palau, it was one of the first things that, that popped into our heads. And it was neat to see how God worked everything out, how he organized uh, uh, all the steps for us to be out there. Um, but I think since we've been there for this year, we've just really seen how this is where God wants us to be. Uh, it's difficult moving a, a family, especially when you have kids. Um, but unknowns. Yeah, a lot of a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you take that step of faith, we've seen how God um, can work out all those fears that we had initially, and um, it's the place where where He has us, and we're excited to be. Mm-hmm. So you've been there about one year now. I know that you're visiting some family here on Guam, so it's, that's been a great for us to be able to be connected with you here at Harvest. And, uh, but you've, you're going to go back. You know, what's your plan, or how do you sense God leading you in your ministry there? So we're going to go back uh, after this week, and uh, the Zimmers come back in, in May, uh, this coming May. And our, our plan was to, to be there while they were gone and then, you know, we would see what God had for us next. But I think over this year that we've been there, God's really uh, put Palau as a burden on our hearts. And so our plan now is to, to go back and stay um, for the foreseeable future and until God moves us on. But we're, we're excited to kind of jump in. The people that we've met and gotten to know have become our family. And mm-hmm. even though we're miles away from our real family, uh, we just feel like this is where God has us uh, for now. And we're excited to get back there. Yeah, that's really great. And uh, you are visiting on Guam because uh, you have family uh, here, but um, I think you're also talking about some connections with the Bible College here at Harvest. Right. So we, my wife's brother and uh, his wife live, just moved to Guam. Uh, so we're here spending time with them, uh, but it's been great this past week to get some time with. Uh, we have seven students at HBBC that are are from Palau and from our church. Uh, Many of them we've met, uh, some we know better than others, but this has been a time where we uh, can connect with them. We had them over for some pizza and ice cream and games. So it's been really good just to to make that connection because Harvest plays a big part uh, in in training uh, these guys and girls uh, to come back and to have an impact on their island in Palau. Um, so it's been neat to hear their stories, to see how they're doing here, to get some time with them uh, as they're away from home. Uh, Heather, maybe you specifically, but both of you, tell, tell me about the adjustments that you've had to make in you know, going you know, from sort of a comfortable place right. there in the States to living on the island. How about your kids' adjustments? Any, right. uh, any dangers that you've experienced? What, what's your experiences there? Yeah, my biggest concern going out there was for the kids. I know, like, Reed and I, we're like, we can go anywhere and handle, you know, whatever the Lord, you know, he's preparing us for this. But I just worried, you know, how are my kids going to react, you know, if they get sick and just all the unknowns of, you know, being so far away and far away from family, not having any help. But really... um, 
you know, the Lord has just been teaching me that he loves my kids more than I do. Mm-hmm. And he's going to protect them and care for them better than I can. And, um, too, it's just been awesome to see the people in the church and the Palauan people just love them so much. Mm. And every Sunday, That's I sweet. barely even hold Landon because everyone else is holding him and feeding him. <laughs> and, you know, they just really just... Um, welcomed us with open arms and part of their family. And so that's just been awesome, and we just love it. What have you guys learned about the island? Read any exciting stories to tell us? Yeah, we, I mean, growing up in at the base of the Rocky Mountains and in, in the frozen north, uh, the islands are very, very different to me. But it's, I mean, for those who have been to Palau, it's a beautiful place. Uh, just uh, the underwater world that you see there has been amazing. And it's funny because you know, I knew nothing about the, the ocean and what was in there except what I saw on TV. So anytime we would go out with, with uh, guys there, I would always ask the same question. i say, is there anything that I need to be worried about or to watch out for? And the, the answer was always the same. Oh, no, I, I, you're fine. There's nothing and then usually about halfway through whatever we were doing, whether it's spearfishing or going through the mangrove, uh, they would always tell me something or, or at the end, whether it's, oh, yeah, there were a bunch of poisonous sea snakes that just make sure you don't <laughs> step right on them. Or one time they said, oh, that shell you have in your hand, that one's empty, but make sure you don't pick those up again because they can sting you and paralyze you. And I'm thinking, this is the stuff, this is the reason I asked at the beginning, is there anything I need to know? Um, so it's been kind of fun. I, we we haven't uh, died yet, so uh, <laughs> you're yeah. still you're still kicking. Yeah. So it's I mean in the mountains you have its own danger. So the ocean is it's been really cool to be there and uh, just to see God's creation to be a part of it like that. Um, it's it's been a really neat place to to live for the past year. Well, I've heard already from you uh, both your love for the people uh, of the island. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about some specific burdens that God's given you? You've been there a year, so you have a little bit of a foundation. But as you're going back, you said for the foreseeable future, what does ministry uh, look like for the Olsons? Uh, what do you think God's burdening you, you for? Yeah, I'll share a little bit, and then maybe, Heather, you can share some of your burdens. Um, one of my greatest burdens after being there for a year is uh, and spending time with, with the Palauan men and even some of the young men is uh, seeing their desire to want to follow after God. And I think uh, I've always enjoyed uh, teaching and training, and I think that's um, one thing that we're really going to focus on is we'd love to see uh, Palauan men step up into key roles in the church and to, to take leadership. Um, because I, I always tell them they're, they're going to be able to reach their own people way better than I ever could. And even since we've been there, we've seen God working in, in some of these men, uh, these guys' lives, seeing them step up, take re- responsibility, uh, do teaching, um, do discipleship. And so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to, to getting back and continuing to do and to see these, these guys grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just, going in, I was really burdened for other young moms, just other ladies that are in the same stage of life that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And so God just really worked in an amazing way, actually through my brother, who's a doctor here. I met one of the doctors in the hospital in Palau, and I was asking her some questions about, you know, the patients and the ladies. And I said, would there be any chance that I could come in and maybe give little gift baskets to some of the new moms? 
And she was really surprised and said, you know, wow, that's amazing that you asked that because we used to give small things to help new moms, but we lost the grant for that. So now they don't get anything. And so she said, you can come in and give them whatever you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can give them, you know, Bibles or, you know, pamphlets or so. Um, that was just amazing. So now um, different people from some of our churches in the States have donated baby items. And so I make little baskets with oh, that's great. Yep, with a little, um, you know, Bible story book in there. And then I go in and give those to the new moms and can spend time praying with them, getting to know them. And, and now I'm just trying to pray through and figure out what's the best way to follow up with them later and, you know, to keep that connection and relationship going. And um, also another way um, God's just opened the door for different ministry opportunity has been in the public school. I've been teaching some music classes to um, first grade. So that's been neat to see, too. And then now I'll see the kids around and they'll say hi and then I get to meet their parents. So just more ways to make new relationships that will then, you know, hopefully lead to their salvation and discipleship. So that's been really neat to see. It's great to see the way God's taking you guys, your burdens, your giftedness, and uh, planting you there in ways that are really affecting the ministry and affecting the kingdom. So thank you for serving in that way. It's an encouragement to us for sure. Uh, Reed, on Wednesday night, you had a chance to speak to our church family, uh, the group that was gathered there, and you were talking about uh, discipleship. Uh, We were mentioning a little bit earlier with Chris, this is a significant focus for our ministry as well, but I was—I wanted to ask maybe both of you uh, what your personal stories were as far as your discipleship. What have you experienced as far as people coming alongside you and helping you in your spiritual walk? Well, I think that's the reason that God has been working in me so much about this idea of discipleship is because I've seen it at work in my own life. Uh, even from a young age, probably the, the biggest discipler in my life has been my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the time that he put into uh, spending spending time with me, teaching me, uh, being there even in these years as I've grown older and we kind of have parted ways that he's still that influence in my life. But there's other men, I think after I graduated from, from college, I spent six months in Southeast Asia with uh, a missionary, Mike Reddick, and uh, this is, I saw it in his life. He didn't have a schedule for us. He just said, hey, come along, follow me. I'm going here, I'm doing this. Um, and just follow along and, and we can talk, we can um, talk through things. And, and seeing that type of discipleship, I think a lot how the way that Jesus did it is with his, the 12 that he brought with him. And seeing someone take up their time, their energy, uh, in order to help me along in my Christian walk, uh, has made a huge impact in my life. And I, I think specific men, those two and others that have, have put that time into my life is, is really the reason that, that uh, I am where I am today. And um, so seeing discipleship in my own life has given me a burden to, uh, to, to talk to others and to be a discipler to some of these younger guys in Palau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the same with me. Um, too, actually, Jamie Zimmer was huge in impacting me and um, discipling me. Just, I think the biggest thing for me was just seeing, um, you know, her openness with diff- even different struggles. Or even when the Lord was calling them to Palau, she wasn't just like, "Oh yeah, let's go, no problem." Just seeing her 
it was hard and seeing her work through that and how the Lord worked in her life and her just sharing that, you know, with me and, you know, just having ladies like that that will take you um, kind of along and be open with you about what they're struggling with, but how God's working and seeing that, seeing God answer prayers, seeing that what they believe is real, that it's not just, you know, what you do on Sunday and Wednesday, that it's every day and just seeing what God can do and how he works. So that was really big too and impacting me. Well, I know that Harvest has had a great relationship, a partnership uh, with the church and churches there in Palau. We've had the opportunity, I think, to be part of a disciple-making process alongside uh, the church and the work that's going on there. We, as I think you said, seven students Mm -hmm. are here from Palau, from the ministry there. And so we've had the privilege of these great students uh, that are here that have uh, been mentored and discipled. And we feel like our part is to come alongside and help them prepare them, give them some of the academic background and foundation uh, and ministry preparation that they need. And our desire, you know, is very clear. We, we state this um, very clearly that our desire is that God would take the majority of these students and train them and equip them, continue the process that's already begun in their church, and then send them back to be planted again in the places uh, where their families are and uh, their homes in order that the gospel would just flourish all across these regions. So we've really been thankful for the partnership with Palau in particular and love these seven students. Mm-hmm. I know that you guys have really enjoyed the time with them as well. Yeah, yeah. it's been good. I think I heard uh, that there were some pizza parties and game nights. and Yeah, yeah and we have another one coming tonight. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been good to just have fun with them and uh, to see how God's working in their lives. But we do so appreciate the partnership that we have with Harvest and Getting to be here this week and seeing how that kind of works itself out has been very encouraging to us. Mm-hmm. It's hard having them away mm-hmm. during this time, but to know that they're here preparing um, to, to come back and to be an impact in Palau um, is, is very encouraging. Well, it's been great getting to know you, uh, both of you uh, these days, and we're looking forward to more fellowship as God brings you back here, and hopefully we'll have an opportunity to visit you as well there in Palau. But thank you for being uh, part and, and coming alongside our ministry during these days. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. We'd like to personally invite you to services this weekend at Harvest Baptist Church. Now we begin Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. as we have children's programs and adult Bible fellowships. If you're not sure where to go on a Sunday morning, you can always stop by the kiosk, which is out in front of the auditorium. You can get directions to your class, your children's class. Then, of course, at 10.30 a.m., again, we'll be talking about discipleship. God's plan for the 21st century. And if you ever need more information, go to our website, hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time. Harvest Time.